welcome. You're listening to Sis Get a Grip, where we aim to bring you different perspectives pertaining to relationships, careers, lifestyles, and so much more. We're certainly not perfect. Definitely not. We know life as a woman is hard. Keeping a grip on our responsibilities without losing our minds even harder. But what's a good story without a touch of imperfection? Stay tuned. Grab your tea or wine. Kick up your legs. Lose the bra. And take off your wig. And together, let's learn to get a grip. With your host, Gifty Iden and Stacey Estiadu. Welcome to this episode of Sis Get a Grip. All right, first of all, and as always, thank you guys so much for your continued support. We do not take it for granted, especially with everything happening in this world. We want to just give an extra, extra thank you for all the support, but also just potentially like jump into life. Yes. Right? Um, so, in this video experience, we are going to be discussing what we wish we knew before we got married. Um, I don't think a lot of people know this, but Stacey and I actually spend a lot of time content planning and getting input from people around us, older, older people who've been married for longer, um, in this situation at least, and also just like reading articles and doing research online. So um, this specific video experience is going to be based on like, what we found doing research. Um, so I'm just going to jump right in. Yeah. And this um, quote that I'm about to share with you is actually about a gentleman who um, shared what he wished he knew before he got married. And we decided to actually speak on this because we could both resonate with it. We could both find experiences within our marriage thus far that resonated with what this man said. Let me jump in. He said, before I got married, I wish I had a better understanding of my own wounds and the healing I needed. I wish I had spent more time understanding my family dynamic so that I could see how they would impact my marriage. No, see, that was a very loaded statement, and I think that a lot of the times, he, like, captures this so beautifully, a lot of the times people don't realize that being with the families that they've been assigned to, like, they, there's a lot of things that happens in a family household, or even things that they witness the parents um, do to each other, or lack thereof, and those things impact them in a way that affects their marriage, but they, nobody ever takes time to kind of deal with those wounds before jumping into the next they just assume that you know I could just jump into a marriage but I think that what we're saying here is that you need to take some time to understand yourself understand some of the wounds that you may have like unconsciously um, been exposed to and an example of that for me actually was um, and we spoke about this germ plant that's why I'm like smiling (laughs) Um, is Saying the words, I love you, like I come from a family where we just didn't say I love you to each other. And even now, I joke about it a lot where I would like call my brother and I'll be like, I love you. And he's like, (laughs) get out of here with that. But we never said I love you to each other. We just knew we loved each other and that was enough. We didn't have to say it to each other. The words... L-O-V-E, which just never uttered in that household. So I just learned and got used to it. And I didn't even realize it was a wound till um, my boyfriend at the time, now my husband, um, (laughs) (laughs) Um, was basically like, he would say, I love you. And I would just be so dumbfounded and start off just like, thank you. you. Because I just didn't know how to receive that. 
I think that making a conscious effort to be like, you know, I love you, and just knowing that it, what it meant. I felt like I love you was just such a pretentious word, or like, even the people that love me are not saying it to me, so like, I would have to have a Jesus kind of love for you to say that to you. So I think, it was just a lot to take in, but I had to heal and eventually now I say I love you to everybody. You meet the um, lady back in my world and I'm like, I love you. <laughs> just spreading the love. But um, I think that, that was like a wound or something like I can use as a practical example of like something I dealt with that I didn't even realize I had an issue with unless I had to, um, to the, um, I got to the point where I had to break it down and be like, oh, I do this because it was what I was exposed to. That's a really good way to put it. I do this because, I think because when you say that I do this because, or you put life into perspective in that way, you kind of also get a moment to like self-check yourself. Like, I do this because I am angry, then therefore my reaction is this. Like, it kind of gives you like the cause and effect. That's not what we're talking about, but that was like a great way to put it. Like, I do this because I'm, I'm going to start doing that. I need a lot of I do this because moments. Um, but to jump back in, um, battle scars, battle scars. But um, one, what really hit home for me when I read this um, statement quote from the gentleman was that like I realized the wounds I had, and I think I've mentioned it in some of my video experiences where I always say like I learned or came to realization of my wounds once I was in therapy. But even now, like as being married, like there's still wounds that I'm working on healing. And I, I wanna say one of those for me is like, I say this with the most love to everyone I grew up around, but like I didn't grow up seeing the best example of a marriage. Like, and not seeing that people are married, I just didn't define them as great marriages. Or I didn't think they were the kind of marriages I would want to be in. Um, so, like having come from that background, I think every now and then I catch myself in the space of like, what what is this supposed to be like, right? Because I I don't have nothing to reference it to, and I think had I had I thought of the family dynamics, had I thought about the friends that I like heard of their relationships or their marriages that unfortunately fell apart. Had I taken time to study those things about myself, like getting to know that about myself, like and getting to understand that even though I didn't see the best of what I defined as a marriage growing up, I could create that for myself. Mm, right? Wow, so wow. I think I mean and I speak for myself when I say this when I'm usually stuck at the point where I didn't see this, so I don't know how to make it better. Where I'm now trying to get to the point where I'm like, I didn't see this, but I could create my own path. And I think, um, had I known that before I got married, a lot of my emotional distress moments could have been avoided. And I, even now that I'm saying that, I'm like, I hadn't had like the best week or something, but I'm thinking to myself, like, though I didn't see this, or though I didn't have this this week, I could still pave the path to go this way instead. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's th that just hit home for me when I read that. I was just like, wow, one, I'm not alone in that thought process, but two, it also just makes you realize that like there's always a lot to work on, and you can't like try to figure it out all at once. 
yes. also. That's like another topic, but like for sure. And also, I'm thinking like even as like when you're in your single time and you're listening to friends give these stories, some people around you have a negative account of what their relationship went like. So like, let's say some, you keep hearing about your friends whose man's is cheating on them, and all of a sudden you're like. Nobody's gonna cheat on me. Like you, subconsciously, you're you're taking that in, and you're setting yourself for um. You you have this expectation of what your marriage should be like before even getting into the marriage. With and that expectation comes from the stories that you've heard. Yes. Not necessarily something you might experience. So you have this perfect gentleman who's amazing to you, or you have this perfect um girl who's great to you. But because of the stories that you heard in your past, like now you're checking her you're you're checking him you're you're like this all the time because of the stories he heard and i think that's the wound that we're talking about if you take the time to kind of de-stress and understand hey these are not my battles these were not my stories yes they're unfortunate stories and unfortunate situations but i i'm in control of how i'm gonna make it work in my relationship and i'm gonna give it a chance yeah. Like instead of setting it up with all these pre expectations that are shaped by like these terrible stories that we sometimes hear. Was 
that is so i make these things called my husband calls them green greens but basically it's spinach made in a apatoria with like palm oil and like it's so good first when she started doing that i had to start doing it too just throw that out there and this is i started doing this because my husband's um grandmother apparently makes this all the time so he came and one day we were in um, the house and he's like, you're gonna have to ask my grandma how to make that because like, I I like this a lot. And I was just like, oh, here I gotta, we go. here we go, <laughs> I have to make this. And it's, I don't, I'm a blender kind of chick, but this food requires me to, oh, push it. <laughs> the, 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 the what did I call it? The traditional way. <laughs> I mean, I gotta put my back into it to make it, but. That's neither here nor there. It's not the most easiest thing to make, but he likes it so much. And I could easily be like, you know what? That's an expectation you could definitely have when you go back home. Mm. Oh, that's true. You know, why do, you, why do I have to always make it? But I also got to understand that his expectation, like, as a wife, it's kind of my duty to, to get him in the places that I could. Like, if he was asking for, I don't know what he was asking that I couldn't do, but like, I can choose to look at it like you mentioned in a way where I'm like, oh my god, I'm not doing this. Go eat. Like if this is, you can have this every once in a while with grandma. You don't have to ask me about that. Yeah. But I was just kind of like, you know what? Where can I fit in the mantle? I'll learn this recipe and I will do it. And it's the same thing. He'll like eat a friend's um, oxtails. If he makes some bomb <laughs> oxtails, by the way. And he's just kind of like, babe, I really like those oxtails. And I was just kind of like, okay. So Gifty. <laughs> has promised on camera what? to teach me the oh yeah that's no problem at all okay but in saying that Stacey's also made me realize that like I need to you said something like fit in where you can get, get in where you can get in I think that's a lot of what I need to do as well because um I think we understand that any relationship whether friendship family whatever marriage in this situation works when both people are willing to get in and I think um, his expectations, his expectations are really not that like crazy or anything. Between me, I'm just like, really? Like, You're really? Yeah! <laughs> but then I also think of culture and like, what, it's more so culture, nothing else. When I think of culture, I also just realized like, culture and religion actually, like mm. being a Christian, like, and understanding like the place of the husband and the place of the wife. Yes. I do a lot of that thinking and that aligns with Stacey saying like get in where you could get in. Did I say that correctly? Yes. Get in where you could get in and get in that space with the right mentality. Because mm -hmm. you could you could have made the green green so angry it wasn't from your heart. Right? And I've done and I I could I could sit here and say like I've done things that weren't from my heart and in the moment I'm just like give me this could have been the simplest thing I, I thrive on my husband's happiness. Like when yeah. he's down, I'm just like, oh, I don't know how to act. <laughs> like, I, I just don't know how to act. Like, this, as crazy as that sounds, so like, I wish I had known that. Like, you know, trying to get in where I could get in, trying to compromise, as you were saying, and like, making the best of situations. The third one, which I really thought was very powerful and also like may take a lot of people by shock um is your husband is never going to complete your life and in this situation you can interchange husband or wife um I, I don't know i thought it was like very meaningful but let me read it she said i grew up demanding 
I grew up dreaming about my wedding and I couldn't wait to be a wife. Shortly after my husband and I married though, I felt disappointed. I wasn't happy as I thought I would be. As it turns out, my husband, no matter how hard he tried, couldn't make me completely happy. Even the best husbands can't do that. Don't expect your husband to fill the role that only God could fill. Amen to that. Yeah, and yeah, I think that was actually just beautifully captured because yeah. people, like, I, especially girls, I've always come up with the girls with sis, like, you dream. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> you're like dreaming about your wedding, you've been planning it, you're excited, all you think about is your wedding, and it's like, oh, I can't wait because that's like, that's gonna be the cherry on top. Like, I get, go to school, get my education, um, then I get married, then, you know, life is complete. But I think people don't realize that that's just the start. Like, you're yeah. not even, like, that's not like the reason that you're going to be happy. And I think that that was actually beautifully captured because a lot of people go into like marriage with that perception that once I'm here, like, this is it, like I've reached optimal happiness. But a lot of people find themselves very unhappy in marriages and it just, it doesn't stop there. Yeah, I think the part that resonated the most with me is when she said I felt disappointed. Mm -hmm. So the honest truth is I've never been the type of girl that envisioned my wedding. Where I, I feel like a lot of like females envision their wedding. I more so envisioned my marriage, my family. Like I envisioned what that was for me. And I haven't pinpoint why, but that's what it was for me. Um, so when she said that I felt disappointed, I've been, there's been times in my marriage where I felt disappointed. And when I go back to what caused my disappointment, it's because of both expectations I had. Mm. You know, like I, 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 feel dis I felt disappointment in most of the situations because I had this whole dreamt up, imagined world of what my marriage would be like and whatever I pictured. But the truth of the matter is like, that does not always happen in the moment. That made me extremely disappointed. So I wish I knew that in those moments, one, there's no such thing as a marriage that you could dream of, right? You can't base your actual marriage on what you envisioned. Um, but more importantly, I really wish, and to this day, as I'm sitting here, as I'm speaking now, is a continuous reminder for me that my husband is not going to complete my life. That is not his job. And I always say this that I wish I knew that yeah because even while dating while courting and the first almost two years of our marriage like I wish I had known that because I think I would have been a different woman yeah and I think that a lot of the misconception comes from the things we hear like mm -hmm. we think that we're like this puzzle and we come together and all of mm -hmm. a sudden we're like <gasps> supposed to fit perfectly and then we're just happy because the missing puzzle to your life has finally come about. And I don't think that's the case because you, your happiness is based on you. Yes. And nobody can give that to you. And like, um, Lady Beautiful captured that again. Um, God gives you that happiness. If you are right with God, I think I had read an article one time that said that you want to make sure, you want to have a relationship where you guys are both right with God mm. and in God you guys have a connection because once it's, once it's the relationship you have is in God then irrespective of the presence or the absence of each other because life has been very weird. Sorry, let me let you 
sorry. Let me let you laugh. Irrespective of like the presence or the absence, because life is very unpredictable, and like there could be moments that, for whatever reason, your spouse won't be around, your wife or your husband won't be around. So like, where does that leave you? So if you have the relationship built in God, then. The, when in the absence of your spouse, you're not. There isn't this big boy. So it's first in God, then in your partner. In your partner. Oh my, that is beautiful. <laughs> That's beautiful. No, because I, as I said, like even as I sit here now, like I put too much pressure on the husband, and that is because my my void is not for him to fill. Like I need to depend more on God. And as I was driving over, I was just like. All these thoughts are because I like my relationship with God is not as good as I would like for it to be. Hence my boy. And now I'm using a human, which happens to be the husband, to fill that void. When in reality I should be working up towards God and not working down towards the husband. Um but I I love that. That was like perfectly captured. That was really good. That was a, that was a good article that you said. It was really good. Ready. It was good. But I definitely also wanna um, mention that. I think that we allow to feel those things, right? Like yes. when we have those expectations, because when you're younger, the whole point of being young is to like have these expectations of what the future would look like. It's what motivates you as a child. Yeah. yeah, so it's okay to have those expectations, but hold on to them like loosely. Like if they fall, if they fall in place, great. But if they don't, like don't be disappointed. Yeah. Dude, no, 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 like you, you're even allowed to be disappointed. Just don't ride the disappointment out too long. Oh, like, allow yourself to feel those feelings, girl. You're not today. Allow yourself to feel those feelings, like the disappointment, like, okay, this is what I expected. But more so, dig deeper. Like, that's a point to kind of shine a light on your... Like your insecurities and like, yeah. what is making me feel those feelings? Like, try to identify where those feelings are coming from because you'll be surprised. Like I said, it's all those things that you keep hearing as a child or seeing as a child, exposed to consciously and unconsciously. You're picking those up and you're yeah. thinking you build this perception based on everything that you picked up. So, I think these are all things that you should know or like try to consider at least before you get married because they would help you in the long run. Great, so I'm going to do a quick recap, right? Okay. So the first one was knowing yourself, right? Yes. Before you get married, do your best to get to know yourself as much as possible. I wish I had like taken up more time to actually do that. Um, the second one was the unexpected expectations, right? Yes. Have an understanding that those unexpected expectations are going to come along. It depends on you as the couples, how you're going to address them, but more importantly, how you're going to move past it. And the last one, which captures all of this in a nutshell for us, is like, do not expect your husband and or your wife, not and or, or your wife. Yes. <laughs> Clarification. Yes. Do not expect your husband or wife mm -hmm. to fill the void that God is supposed to be in that space for. That's a three points. Yes. So, as always, thank you guys for listening to Sis Get a Grip. <laughs>